Welcome back to Two Sisters and a TV, the classic TV podcast, which remembers and celebrates all things and everything classic TV. As we continue our journey back to the 1980s and short-lived TV shows from that decade, we're going to take a look at Jennifer Slept Here, which lasted for 13 episodes. It ran from October 21st, 1983 until November the um, September rather the 5th, 1984. The theme song you hear over on YouTube, it was performed by Joey Scarberry, who had a big, big hit with his theme from The Greatest American Hero back in 1981. The theme song really brought back a lot of happy memories. I went to YouTube to listen to it. There are episodes of the show also on YouTube, and their episodes are in their entirety. The TV show was basically about this. It was kind of, in a way reminiscent of the ghost of mrs mirror maybe a little bit but the show was about a popular movie actress named uh jennifer obviously i can't remember her last name jennifer farrell that was it jennifer farrell and um she was she was kind of like marilyn monroe uh you know really hot blonde bombshell um, she chased an ice cream truck, truck near her home in L.A. in 1978, and she was killed when it accidentally backed up over her. So five years later, 1983, we have the Elliott family. We have the mom and the dad, George and Susan, and they move into Jennifer's old house with their two kids, Marilyn and Joey. And unbeknownst to them, the house is haunted. Jennifer is still very much living in the house as a ghost. Now they moved from New York to LA and the only person that she reveals herself to and communicates with is their eldest child, Joey, portrayed by John P. Navin Jr. Um, Joey and Jennifer, for, for first, you know, he's shocked, of course. He thinks he's seeing things and he thinks he's, you know, delusional because here's this ghost. You know, first of all, the ghost is there in the first place. And the next of all, the ghost is talking to him. So it's kind of like, well, I, this can't be real. You know how it is, you know, in, in, in TV sitcoms and movies of this nature where the, kind of like Mr. Ed, when Wilbur was the one that Ed would talk to and he couldn't believe the fact that he saw a talking horse in the first place. And then it got the point where he couldn't believe that the horse would only talk to him. He was trying to convince everyone about this talking horse. No one believed him. Well, the same thing on Jennifer slept here. No one believed anything that Joey had to say. Everyone thought he was out of his mind, that he was crazy, that he was just maybe missing New York. Maybe he's rebelling because, you know, the family moved to LA and, uh, you know, or he's just trying to have a little bit of fun. But no one took him seriously. But uh, she haunted the house, and she and Joy became really good friends. They ended up becoming really good friends over time. Um, again, no one believed him. I know at one point there was an episode where someone tried to capture her spirit in a jar. Uh, didn't work out very well, if I recall correctly. Um, the interesting thing about it is that um, George, who was Joey's dad, handled Jennifer's legal affairs, including the house. That's one reason why they moved in it, because he was already in control of all of her legal affairs. But uh, the show also, um, you know, like I said, uh, John P. Navin Jr. portrayed Joey. Now, John P. Navin, if you grew up in the 80s like we did, particularly the early 80s, you definitely remember this guy. This guy was in episodes of Silver Spoons, Give Me a Break. He was in two episodes of Facts of Life. And he also was in the very first episode of Cheers. 
um, he was the very first person to walk into the bar. He was the very first patron, and he tried to pass a phony ID to Sam. So if you want to be reminded of who John P. Navin was, then go check out the first episode of Cheers, and there he is. He's also in the movie Taps, if I recall correctly. So he was a very popular uh, child actor in those days. I remember seeing him on TV all the time. He was in the, uh, also in the movie Losing It. And so he was really popular. I liked him a lot. I thought he was a good actor. I thought he was kind of cute. I didn't have a crush on him, but I did, you know, like his personality. And like, he was kind of cute. He had, you know, these freckles and stuff. And so I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked him, but um, so I think because he was such an in-demand actor, a child actor at the time, um, you know, they wanted to give him a TV series. And I think that more than likely his agent really was trying to push for that to get him a TV show of his own, and that TV show just happened to be Jennifer Schlepp here. Also in the cast as the dad, George, uh, he was portrayed by Brandon Maggart. And Maya Akerling portrayed Joey's little brother, Marilyn. And Jillian, of course, was Jennifer Farrell, as I already said. Susan Elliott, the mom, was portrayed by Georgia Engel. Now, we all remember Georgia Engel from the Mary Tyler Moore show. She was Georgette, Ted's wife. And Glenn Scarpelli was Joey's best friend, Mark. Now, Glenn Scarpelli, we all remember him as well. He came from one day at a time. He was on that show for three years. He was Alex Handris. And speaking of Glenn Scarpelli, one day at a time, now I've read a couple of different backstories on how he ended up landing on this show. Now, I read, because, you know, I, I, I love to read about classic TV. I'm a voracious reader anyway. I've always been a big reader ever since I knew how to read. But uh, I, I read that uh, Bonnie Franklin went to Glenn Scarpelli and let him know that One Day at a Time was going to only have one more season left. She and Valerie Bertinelli wanted to move on from the show. The show had been on for going into its ninth year and they were ready to move on. And so she let him know that you might as well go you know, let him know that. So she um, pretty much supported him taking the role on Jennifer Slept Here because she was like, well, we're not going to have... Uh, much longer one day at a time anyway you might as well go ahead and, and do something new and go ahead and you know break out into just you know into something different I also heard that Glenn Scarpelli chose to leave on his own because by that point one day at a time if you've ever watched the show and you're familiar with it uh, Anne's character had gotten married she married Sam and so, you know, because, you know, um, Alex lived with, uh, lived with, um, Anne and Barbara. And so now it was going to be a little different dynamic. There was going to be a man in the picture, you know, Anne had a husband again. And as a result, uh, the character of Alex was only going to be in like, probably like six episodes in that final season. So he decided to leave because he was not going to be featured within the last season very much. I read that as well. I also read that Bonnie Franklin wanted him off the show because she considered him to be kind of a threat. She felt that his lines were just too good. He had the best lines of everyone on the show. He was, you know, getting all the laughs and he had all the good punch lines and she was kind of tired of that. And so she wanted him to leave the show. Now, which of those three scenarios is true? I don't know. Maybe they're all true. 
But uh, I do remember being surprised when I saw Glenn Scarpelli because, you know, I was a big One Day at a Time fan, you know, back then. And I was very surprised to see that he was on Jennifer Slept Here. I was wondering, like, well, so he left One Day at a Time? And, of course, I, you know, found out in TV Guide that, yeah, he did leave One Day at a Time. And, you know, he was going to be on Jennifer Slept Here. So he didn't really have a whole, whole lot to do, but he fit the part perfectly as Mark, Joey's best friend, who, too, doesn't believe that there's a ghost in the house. But it was a really cute show. I liked it. Um, I think that the show, if I recall correctly, was on Friday nights. Um, They actually had a couple of pretty big guest stars during the show. Uh, Debbie Reynolds was in an episode. So was Monty Hall. And then Gil Edwards. Because if you recall also, Anne Jillian had been in the short-lived TV series It's a Living. It was over on ABC. It was on for two seasons, 1980 to 82. Then ABC canceled it, which I was very upset about because I loved It's a Living. And Anne Jillian portrayed Cassie. Cassie was the... A uh, girl who worked at the hotel. She's one of the waitresses, and she was the one with the, the spunk and had a sass to her, and and had an attitude. And she was, like I said, I think everyone liked Cassie the best. My favorite, however, was um, Maggie. I think that was her name. Susan Sullivan's character was Maggie. She was in the first season of the show. She was always my favorite. But uh, I like Cassie a lot too. Cassie brought a lot to that show. Very disappointed when they decided to cancel it, and so when they canceled. It's a living that gave her the chance to be able to do Jennifer Slept Here. But uh, again, I like the show. And Gail Edwards, who was a part of um, It's a Living, made a guest appearance on Jennifer Slept Here. The show was on, as I said, Friday nights. But it was ha- it was on opposite the Dukes of Hazard. The Dukes of Hazard was not the big ratings hit it had been. Uh, don't have time to get off into that right now. That's for another episode for another time. But it was on opposite the Dukes of Hazard and I believe Webster. Either Benson or I think it was Webster. Webster was a big hit. Um, it was its first season as well. The 83-84 season was the first season of Webster. Webster was a big, everybody was in love with Webster. I remember that very clearly in seventh grade. We were all watching Webster. It was a really successful show. It was on ABC. And I believe that Webster came on either before or after Benson. Of course, Benson had been on for a long time. It was in like its fourth or fifth season. So it definitely had some stiff competition on the other networks. But uh, the ratings were... They weren't great, but they weren't exactly abhorrent either. So anyway, during the summer of 1984, NBC decided to air the reruns um, on a different night, if I recall, like Wednesday nights or something like that. The ratings actually jumped up pretty significantly during the summer reruns. It actually was, you know, hit the top 30 within the Nielsen ratings. So that was a really good decision to give it a chance to, because some people, because the Dukes of Hazzard, because of Webster, they hadn't seen Jennifer Slept Here. And so ABC decided to go ahead and, you know, give it some extra, an opportunity for exposure by putting it on another night and, you know, during the summer. And that meant that, you know, audiences could see it for the very first time. And obviously this plan worked because like I said, it jumped in the ratings pretty significantly. And it looked like they had a pretty good chance of being renewed for a second season. Unfortunately, that did not happen. The powers that be decided to cancel it anyway, unfortunately. And I was disappointed about that because I liked the show. The show was cute. It was funny. You know, it was nothing really serious. It wasn't one of those TV shows that tried to, you know, 
have a, a message or that tried to make a point or anything like that. It was just a fun show to watch, you know, kind of like Bewitched in a way. I from Jeannie back in the 60s, you know, one of those fantasy type TV, TV shows, uh, my favorite Martian, you know, except that the character was, uh, the main character was a feeling, you know, being a witch or, or being an alien. She was a ghost. But the premise and the theme tied in very similar to those types of shows. And like I said, it was fun to watch, definitely. And of course, I loved watching John P. Navin because he was such a good actor anyway. And uh, so unfortunately, though, NBC decided to cancel the show. And um, again, that was very disappointing, you know, for me personally. But uh, as for Ann Julian, It's a Living was picked up in syndication in 1984. I think it was the same year. No, 85, 84. I can't remember. But I remember it was, it was picked up in syndication. She agreed to do the show for one more season. For just one season, she agreed to return as Cassie. And so she left after that first season and was replaced by Cheryl Lee Ralph. And then, of course, the show ran, ending in 1988. And, of course, she also was diagnosed around that time with breast cancer. And I remember that she did a TV movie about her experience, her breast cancer ordeal. It was on NBC. It was a really good movie. I haven't seen it since it originally aired. It was somewhere in, I think, the early 90s or the late 80s. I can't remember the year. But it was a very, very good movie. She portrayed herself, and she won not only a Golden Globe for her performance, but an Emmy as well. Both very, very much deserved because she really did an amazing job in that movie it might be on youtube i need to check but uh i think it was called the angelian story i believe but it was really really good and i highly recommend watching it if you've never seen it before if it is on youtube um definitely check it out i'm gonna look for it myself later i'd love to see it again but now john p navin i looked this brother up i doing research for the episode i wanted to find out what happened to him because like i said he was such a good actor and like I said, he was really cute and he had a great personality he was it seemed like that he was gonna really i mean have a really long career that's how it looked i mean during his time jennifer slept here he actually won the young artist award in 1984 so he was definitely on his way. I mean, he was, he had to, you know, look him up. His, you know, credits are very impressive. But all of a sudden, um, he just seemed to disappear after Jennifer slept here. You know, we didn't see him anymore. I mean, I didn't see him at all anymore for that show. And I figured, well, the show ended, unfortunately. But I'm sure he'll pop up on something else, you know, Love Boat. Or he'll get a new show or some movie. He'll still be around. But I never saw, I never saw him again. He just disappeared. Maybe after that happened, he just got disengaged with acting. Maybe he just wanted to leave acting behind after that happened when Jennifer slept here. You know, sometimes that's very devastating to an actor to get a TV series and all of a sudden it's canceled after just one season to boot 13 episodes. That Who knows what that did to him, you know, um, professionally, emotionally, psychologically. I mean, who knows? That might have been the reason why he disappeared. Maybe he decided just to go back and just, you know, return to a regular life outside of acting. But I did look him up and his very last acting credit was a movie called Class of 61. It was a Spielberg film about the Civil War and it was released in 1993. So that was the last um, acting part that he had. 
Um, I tried to find out what I could about where he is today, but I wasn't able to find anything. He's 55 years old now. I knew he was a little older than I am. But uh, he was a, like a great actor. Everything I ever saw him in, he was really good. And uh, like I said, he's still, even today, he pops up on a TV show or whatever. He's still fun to watch after all these years. He's still very entertaining. And you can see what a good actor that he was. But yeah, Jennifer Slept here, like I said, I like the show. And I'm gl- so glad there are episodes on YouTube that are available. So, you know, I can watch those again. Because I hadn't, you know, seen the show since, you know, the 80s. So it's good to be able to go over there and take a look at it and, and get familiar with it again and to see it and to get to see John P. Neven because, like I said, I didn't have a full-blown crush on him, but I had a minor crush on him, yes. <laughs> but uh, my buddy Andre, who also is one of the followers of this podcast, is one who gave me the idea to, gen- to do Jennifer Slept Here, an episode on Jennifer Slept Here. Uh, my sister never heard of the show. She remembered seeing John P. Navin here and there in on you know in '80s TV shows, uh, shortly the first episode of Cheers because she's a big Cheers fan, um, and of course she knew Angelian. But uh, I did I did this episode mostly myself. You know she did some minor research, but I you know did the bulk of it. But uh, he's the one who gave me the idea, so thank you so much for that, Andre. Again, we do take suggestions here for episodes, so if you have a suggestion of your own, hit us up and let us know what it is. We'll be happy to add it to the list, which is pretty long, actually, but we'll be happy to add yours to it. So thank you so much for joining us today for Two Sisters in a TV as we took a look back at Jennifer Slept Here. We'll have a brand new episode about another short-lived TV series from the 1980s coming up either this weekend or early next week. Hit that follow button on Spotify, hit it as hard as you can, and become one of our many followers of this podcast. Thank you, as always, for your time and your support, and we'll see you on the next episode.